I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's going to get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. Hi, Jesse. Hey, Kasia. How's it going? It's okay. How are you? I'm good. I look ridiculous. I'm sitting at the bottom of my closet. Uh, where are you? And what do your surroundings look like? <laughs> uh, I am in a room that you know well. I, I'm, I'm in our studio. I've been coming into the office. The staff has been... Uh, as you know, working from home since, uh, I don't know, for about 100 years now. Yeah. But um, there's no one else here. And so I have the uh, the privilege of coming in. What's the most abnormal thing you did today or recently? I'm going to go with recently. Um, okay. Because we've been at this long enough that, like, it's it's actually shocking how quickly new normal takes hold, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, in my new normal, nothing was really abnormal today. But uh, I was thinking, I, I, I kind of knew which questions you're going to ask me today. So I, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about like what, what, what is really abnormal in my life now, and um, the most abnormal thing for me is these sort of waves of emotion. These like, I, I'm feeling things for other people, um, uh-huh. which is not normal for like. <laughs> I'm not like a, uh, emotionally illiterate. Like I think that I am pretty good at perceiving other people's feelings. Sure. And I think that other people's feelings, like on a rational level, I understand that they they matter. But I don't. I'm not empathic. You know okay. that that's sort of not how I'm wired. I'm not. I don't like catch people's feelings or, or like feel for them. And I'm I'm overcome at times 
very abnormally for me with like waves of, of feeling. Uh, we had a listener who, who wrote me, he is a nurse at a, at a facility where there's uh, kids who are there long-term care. Um, and he described like each kid, each family had to like pick, like the kid can only have one caregiver, right? So if a kid's used to having both parents come in, it's just gotta be one. And then that caregiver can't, it has to like had to quarantine at this time and have from the rest of the family. And so the kid suddenly only has one, one parent coming in. And then this nurse and, and his colleagues, bec- like they, they were just taking on the emotional load of all these absent caregivers for the kids. And, yeah. you know, he was describing, and then he goes home, he lives alone and, you know, we're keeping him company with the podcast. And he was thanking us for that. And I just was like, every player in that drama, the kids who are confused and scared and suddenly they're not seeing one of their parents, the parent who doesn't get to see their kid who has to stay home, the parent who is with the kid. And then this caregiver, like this guy who's like alone in his apartment and then going and then just the emotional labor he puts in with these kids. And it's just like, I'm feeling this like wave of, um, you know, uh, compassion and feeling and just feeling like, isn't it amazing what some people do, you know, like that, like these people are holding the world together. And then the weird thing is I feel nothing. Cause like everything is just flattened onto a screen and, and you know, well, I'm meeting with you. I'm meeting with colleagues. I'm meeting with my parents. I'm doing business. It's just like a series of faces on pixels on a screen and everything is flattened, you know, and it's just like an absence of any feeling. So the, the wild oscillations are uh, of feeling are, are abnormal for me. What's been your most selfish deed or thought during this whole thing since we started? That I kind of like it. Um, that's what I would say is is like I like um, solitude. In the, I, I like I, I'm a city person who likes walking on empty streets. I like jogging in the middle of the road. Um, I get a little thrill out of just like when I'm driving, just getting some, no traffic. But suspecting that um, that my wife is going to listen to this, I like she's like, shut the fuck up. There's like it's very obvious what your most <laughs> selfish deed was. It was that thing you did last weekend. Uh, so I'm going to try to be true to the spirit of these questionnaires and actually answer. So the most selfish thing I did was, um, you know, food is always very important to me and it's taken an outsized like I just get really fixated on uh, some food thing I want. And so I, I, I tried to line up. Um, we were uh, like you know, my wife was getting groceries and she's doing that alone, of course. And I got the kids and the part of town we were in was somewhere where I know through Suresh Doss, the food guy on Metro Morning, there was like a really good, uh, you know, Indian place doing, you know, takeout. And I was like, if I time this perfectly, I can like drop off my wife and drive with the kids to this strip mall, pick up the food, just like jump it, jump into the restaurant, grab the food and be back right when she's getting out. And it'll be perfect. And um, everything got fucked up. Uh, you know, they they uh, they made all this food uh, very you know beautifully, uh, but you know they take their time. And yeah. uh, and so I was like stuck at this strip mall, and the, and it was really hot out. So I'm like, do you leave the kids in the car with the AC on? But then when my keys are away from the car, the AC cuts off, and my 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 son is having a, a weird owl phase, and so this, but it's all Bluetooth to my phone. <laughs> 
And so the same Weird Al song is like looping again and again, and my daughter's crying. They're unhappy. I finally come back with the food. I drive back to the grocery store. My wife's been waiting for 20 minutes for me. She's furious. Oh, my God. Um, That is absolutely – and it was just about me eating this food. Like, that was (laughs) – that was the most selfish thing. You abandon your wife at a supermarket and then, you know, albeit briefly, left your children in the car – yeah. And also tortured them with recurring Weird Al. Let's say briefly. One of them. Yeah. 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 I would. That I could see why she would be mad about that. <laughs> Name something that gave you pleasure today. Um. Yeah, my kids are just delightful, and I don't know if this would be tolerable without them. And they're like they're just such a good age. Like, if they were still like you know babies, it would compound that that you know early parenting feeling of like the days bleeding into each other and just complete lack of any time for yourself and that would be intolerable and then i know we have friends with teenagers and to like have teenagers under under isolation now like that sounds like hell but you know our kids are at the perfect age they're just like mostly delightful with each other and they're just like bright spots like it's it feel, that feels selfish actually enjoying them to the extent that we do because i like this is like i'm you know we're concerned about the impact on them and the time away from school and the time away from friends and everything. But like, they're just taking it in a stride and then they just say brilliant and hilarious things and they entertain us. Like it's, you know, sometimes it feels like extractive to enjoy them as much as we do. Yeah. I mean, that's an answer that a lot of people have given during this series, but it was sincere. So I'll, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) What's something that you think might never be the same after this? I guess um, I realize how much I'm always driving towards some concept of the future and some treat, you know, a vacation or something we're going to achieve or something we're going to release. And something about, like, it just feels like it's it's always the present. Like, that future is gone now. I, there will be a future, but it's so ambiguous and, you know, it's not going to be a vacation. And so it's just like I'm doing things just for doing them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's more of a reality than whatever, like, carrot. I'm usually chasing and, and I, like I, I think it'll be difficult to just re-enter a reality that is motivated by the next treat you know I think I always prioritize or I'm living in the future or driving towards the future or the motivating factor is the future and the present is sort of just like some you know afterthought or some kind of incidental it's not that it became a lie. I think it was always a lie. Mm-hmm. The present is what, you know, it's, it, it, that's actually where we live. And, and uh, you know, it's the result of all of our choices. And I mean, in a way, this is like a, this is not to go there, but this is a prelude to death, you know, where you realize that at any given moment, this is just where you are. There is no, like, winning at life. There's no, you don't get a prize. There. Or there's no, like, future, well, depending on what you believe, there's no future reward. It is just what you do every day and how you behave and how you act. Yeah, that's it. Like, like uh, you know, I, I have this, I'm trying to, like, replace some bit of, like, mental scaffolding in my, my setup where I'm like, okay, if I can't be driving towards whatever the next thing, you know, what am I going to do when this is over? You know, am I going to, am I going to, like... Um, do I, do I go off by myself into the woods? Do I go to Vegas and just be hedonistic? Like, I, there's some weird need to fill in that slot with something um, that I'm not going to actually do, you know. Yeah. 
and uh, I guess I'm kind of questioning, like, what is that about? Uh, that something's wrong with, like, what is wrong about the way things are right now? You know, I mean, I know that there's a, a ton of things wrong, but for the most part, my life is kind of exactly the same, you know? Yeah. What were you hoping people would answer this question with? You wrote it. I think it was conceived of in the earliest days of this. What's what's never going to be the same? And I was thinking just about really practical things like some of the early answers. Oh, this is the end of the handshake or what's going to happen to movie theaters. I think I was actually surprised when, you know, a lot of the early answers had to do with like, basically, this is pushing, I think, the world to the left. A lot of people simultaneously were seeing what's wrong with our system and, and our values and what's wrong with where we put our money and what we need to fund and, you know, all the cracks that are, you know. That's not what that wasn't baked into the construction of the question. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's going to get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.